0: Hello everyone, this is Yuliai Strate. Today I'm hosting Alo and Tonis Aro. Alo and Tonis are the co-founders of TeamScope.io, an AI-driven tool that will help us build better teams. I met Alo and Tonis at a conference in Barcelona. We had an amazing discussion on assessments and teams. I tested the app and wanted to share with everyone the technology, as it is one that delivers on its promise. TeamScope's unique data model combines big data analytics with scientific testing to understand the competencies, values, and personalities of existing team members, and uses that data to help the hiring manager understand how each candidate would complement their team. This is another must-listen for HR professionals interested in building better teams from the get-go. If you do find these types of conversations useful, you can support the podcast by subscribing to it. To access the video podcast and subscribe for free to my YouTube channel, go to youtube.com, type in Skills for Mars and hit the subscribe button. Alternatively, you can go to my website, juliestrata.com forward slash skills for mars and click the YouTube confirm your subscription button. And now I give you Alo and Tony's arrow from TeamScope. So hi, hi everyone. I'm hi. here with uh, hi. I'm here with Alo and Tonis, uh, the brains behind the TeamScope. Guys, welcome to Skills for Mars uh, podcast. I'm very, very happy to uh, to have you here. I still remember the first time we met in uh, Barcelona. It was for the HR meeting. I think it was somewhere yes. March, April, right? Yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah, spring.
0: Yeah, Spring. We had a really, really good talk at that point, and I know I left home and I said, wow, I met some really, really cool guys, honest, oh. authentic about talent acquisition technology. I, I'm looking forward to see what they're doing. And here you are. I have you here now, so I'm very, very excited to, to talk to you about Teams. Happy to
2: be here. Thanks, Th- thanks for inviting us.
0: <laughs> Thank you. So... Thanks for taking the time. I know you are very, very busy right now, right? You are uh, funding the, the company and the, the platform
3: and serving clients both both ways busy
0: ways busy how how big is the team right right now
3: it's
2: uh, seven people at the moment um yeah, it's growing yeah growing and and indeed it's uh, a good good size so we are still small enough to uh, to be nimble and fast uh, but big enough to work with uh, some very large clients so mm-hmm.
0: very good so let's start by, maybe by introducing yourselves and a bit about team scope how you got to build Teamscope? Why did you do it? And then we get into the into 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 Teams uh, later on. But just a bit to to give everyone the understanding of mm-hmm. who you are and uh, what Teamscope is.
3: Okay. Shall I start, or or how would how you? Yeah, please do yes. So actually, I have been um, I studied psychology, and and then I I have been more nearly thirty years headhunter. And uh, done some other things as well, but uh, but how TeamScope started the story behind is that Alo was building a team of his own when working with this big uh, pharmaceutical company, and, and asked my advice about how to how to hire or select people to his team. And it was as we are like relatives, we know each other for thirty years. Alo is my nephew. So it was on a family gathering, at Christmas time, and, and and we were sitting and having some wine and discussing, and and I said, well, I can I do, I don't lie to you, I lie to my clients that well I can find a good fit for, for your team, but but for you I have to say that really just trust, trust your gut feeling, nothing better available there in the market to assess people, and that's how it started. We we kind of found both that it's very strange that that is building the best data analytics team in, in, in this country. And, and then the, the biggest decision he has to make, he has to just uh, rely on his gut feeling. At the same time, when there is huge amounts of data about everyone outside there. So, and that's how we started to discuss. And, and uh, after, after some time, alo quit his corporate job. And after some, some time, then we have this product which measures people in teams and helps to select best amendments or additions to every team, and also helps to uh, to develop teams and onboard the new uh, team members. So that's the story in brief. Alo, what would brief you brief like exact 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 to? Exact right? exact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was it basically. It was
2: a conversation started over Christmas dinner. Uh, when I was asking Tony for advice regarding how to hire into my own team, how to make sure that the people I'm bringing on board uh, work well together with uh, everybody else around them and that they form a high-performing uh, team where people complement one another. But indeed, uh, the fact that Tony said I have to rely on my gut uh, did not...
0: Um, you didn't like it.
2: I didn't really like it. Yeah, I'm a data, data analyst or a data geek uh, by nature, so... I thought there must be a better way. <laughs> so if we can but, rely on data to, you know, recommend.
0: Did you manage to hire that team in the end? Did you use Teamscope to do it, or uh, or you did it before? Teamscope didn't, cool.
2: didn't exist that time, time yet. Yeah. Didn't exist. Yes, indeed. I I went with uh, googling, you know, what interview questions you should ask. And um, my HR at that corporate was not that helpful, as it happens, I guess.
0: Unfortunately, yes. Yes,
2: in, in many organizations. <laughs> so then I basically Googled it or, you know, tried to figure out uh, how to conduct interviews, how to evaluate people on my own, uh, did some bad, bad hiring decisions and, and a couple of good ones. And uh, indeed, shortly after that, uh, Tonis and I decided that we need to uh, figure out a better way to do that. Yeah, It's
0: and funny how we rely on gut feeling uh, when, yeah, we, when we hire people.
3: That's the typical situation what, uh, how, it, how it is done in corporate settings, you, even with professional people, it's really just people look at the data the, the, the only data they look is the c. v. but then uh, then they just meet the people and and then you have kind of information overload with all that, all the information you get about the person.
0: Yeah, and then in the end, uh, the yeah, it's always about. I always have the same feeling that it's about hey, how do I feel next to this person. It's more exactly. about gut feeling, more of an intuition yeah. Yeah. rather than yeah. any data data driven. But let me ask you, why why teams and why not looking at individual or job fit, mm. right? Why mm. are you looking at teams and not how how I would be a fit for the job, but I would be how I would be a fit for the team that I work in? Why mm. is it is that more important, right. or how does it work?
3: Yes, it is actually more important because uh, organizations, nowadays organizations, they consist of teams. Mm-hmm. Teams are the building blocks of organizations today. So everybody works in a team. And if you're very happy with the team you're in, with the closest colleagues you work with, then uh, even you might be unhappy with the general organization or the, or the big boss or the, some of the company policies or whatever, you will stay there. And that's the most important thing. So everybody works in a team. Many people in several teams at the same time. Some are a virtual teams, some are temporary, some are like full time,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, and that's that's the important thing. And there is nothing nothing else on the market which would help you to predict whether this person or the other one will fit in with the people they are working with. But there is lots of data saying that well, if the fit is not good, then the person is leaving early.
0: Yeah. So so. Team fit would be more important than job fit, or should we look at both? If we talk, no,
3: both would be okay. Both would be important. Job fit, uh, you mean like qualifications and experience and things like that? I, mean, I understand. Yes, that's what you mean yes, by job. Fit.
1: Exactly, yes, exactly. Uh,
3: exactly. Yes. Well, that's if we think of people who are who happen to be on the short list. Like if you, if the hiring manager will talk like with five candidates, so there is no one with the, without the necessary qualifications. So there is. they will have the degree, they will have the experience, yes, yes, worked in the field and so on. But uh, who is the best from these five? That's the question. That's uh, the very important question.
2: Maybe a useful comment to add would be that the person or, or the, the part of the organization where we focus mainly on is more senior, more uh, higher level or more complicated roles. Mm. Uh, and also we try to be more helpful uh, to the hiring manager uh, who has to make the final decision than maybe to the HR team that does pre-screening or the first round of interviews. So, so more um,
0: helpful in the final decision rather than the first stages of the, of the recruitment
2: process. Indeed, the first stages normally are conducted based on uh, qualification, experience, uh, availability, uh, other kind of characteristics that are maybe a bit easier to measure and easier to evaluate. So we did not see that that part of the funnel is the biggest problem. Where things quite often get derailed uh, is when the kind of team leader or the hiring manager takes over from the headhunter or the uh, HR department. uh, Most, or, you know, uh, assumably... HR departments are more professional at running interviews uh, and running the process than a team leader who is a professional at something else. You know, they they do hiring once or twice a year and don't really know how to do it properly.
1: How to do so people. that's well, the part where things
2: skills quite skills. often get derailed and where we have to add the most value.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe it's time to tell everyone how Team Scope is actually working what is the platform doing Uh, how did you build it what are you assessing uh, for
3: Mm -hmm. to 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 say very briefly it works like this that that you go to to our platform you answer a couple of questions it takes about 10 15 minutes and then uh, the algorithm which is behind there takes about 100 data points uh, from you and correlates these data points with all the other Uh, members of the team and visualizes the result at the same moment. And you will see on the screen your strengths and weaknesses of your team, your personality uh, of the team members and the values and how they match together. Also combined with some suggestions, uh, what what it should be you you should be looking for Mm -hmm. if you want to find another team member. And then when you have candidates, you can just invite them to, to the same. And then your the, the, the tool shows you what happens if you take this candidate or the other one. What happens to the team, how it increases or changes the team agility or team cohesiveness or, or things like that.
0: So what are you looking for, for example, in those 10-15 minutes that I take the assessment, what are you looking for?
3: It's generally uh, personality traits and, and general human values. Mm-hmm. So we... We we base our algorithms based on on the, the scientific knowledge which is out there about teams. And to, to summarize it very briefly, it says that, well, the more similar people are in their values, the better they feel together, They they want to be with each other, they are comfortable with each other, they trust each other. And the more different they are in everything else, the more agile, productive, effective they are. So what we are looking for is Similarity in values and uh, diversity in uh, in personality traits,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and we measure these two things: values and personality, with the well-known, well-proven, uh, very valid and reliable methods, which are taken, which are out there, worked out and tested uh, millions of times.
0: And this is one of the discussions we had together in in uh, Barcelona, because I really like the tools you are you are using because they yeah. are really validated.
3: Yeah, and they are very, very valid and. And and each of the scale is is, uh, proven with uh, hundreds of thousands of uh, of, uh, people and research. And the the algorithm, of course, what what we have built together is is original, but it just combines all the knowledge together. So if you would even know all the 200 or or something uh, research papers which are behind our algorithm, you wouldn't be able to uh, put this into your decision-making when you are face-to-face with another human being. It's just not important not
0: possible it's not possible
3: wonder,
0: it? so we were talking we were just talking about uh, right how uh TeamScope works and uh, what kind of research you are you are looking in and uh, actually this is one of the things that i wanted to discuss with you because i always have the feeling and i've been working in talent acquisition for for the past 17 years uh, mm. that we always somehow do not have the right time to check um, on on science to check on research, right? It's, it's too much information out there. I think it's information overload. Mm-hmm. Pro- plus, the kind of companies we work for, uh, it, they're all lean, right? So you don't have the right time amount of time to go and do the research. So most yeah. of the time, what we do is um, we, we work on best practices on what we have seen others do. And uh, my worry is that we don't know if it would work for us or not. Right, maybe exactly. it you, but uh, it, we're not in the same context, and it's always, um, yeah, would it work or not? It's a trial and fail. But I feel that the price is too high to pay. Exactly. We don't know what to rely on. So, if you would, you indulge me to discuss a bit about science, the science behind the team scope, and how uh, how you look at. Uh, so, the first thing I would ask is, right? You look at values, personality, and competencies as well. Uh, as, yes. as as I remember from the from the application,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: how do all of this relate to teamwork? Why are they so important to teamwork? How mm-hmm. do they mix and match so they can give us an indication if someone would be a fit for a team or not?
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, um, just very briefly, I said that there is there is this knowledge about high performing teams. Mm-hmm. And then we have, I think, we have read everything, all the, the real scientific research, what is out there. We have been, uh, we are familiar with, and it's somehow reflected in the algorithm. And it takes about um, five thousand to ten thousand data points per team, and then combines them in, in, to visualize and make it easily accessible this information. And um, to, to, in a, in a more broader sense, I think what it what it helps to do is to slow down or bring the data in and make slow decisions. So the, the bad thing is if the decisions are made like quickly and, and like the life says and research says, it's like uh, usually the decision is made in two minutes, which should be taken like maybe made in days, mm-hmm. but uh, people don't know how to spend these days. And even if they know all the data, what we have um, put into this algorithm, they don't know how to use it. So, and the main, like the rule of thumb is that the more similar people are with their values, the more they feel comfortable together, they trust each other better, and the more different they are in everything else, then they are more productive, effective, agile, and, and creative. So, and and uh, how, we, how we measure this is like, um, uh, everybody's uh, 100 data points are correlated with each other so we are not saying that well somebody is like an innovator or somebody is an is an executor but but it just depends what the other people are what kind of people are there in the team and it doesn't mean that uh, you and me like a types are interacting but we are interacting on each of our qualities and that means that my mine or or your individual unique role or unique contribution in a team is different depending on what uh, what are the different teams we are we are working in. Mm-hmm. So w- what it means is also that if we take one person and try to fit this person into one team, uh, then the, the data, what uh, or the, the question marks or uh, questions to ask, what our algorithm prompts, would be much different if the team is different.
2: I guess taking a step back from there to explain how we or why we decided to go with uh, these speci- specific three uh, frameworks uh, for measuring people and why we found them to be most relevant is that first of all when analyzing what kind of assessment methods are out there how reliable they are what they can predict and how they're normally used in practice what we realized was that normally the problem is not the accuracy or reliability or robustness of different assessment methods um, or, or the tools that are commonly used in, in the recruitment process. So personality assessment tools have been reliable and robust for already 50 years, or maybe maybe 30, maybe 40, 40 but, but close to that. We have had a very good framework for uh, understanding people's intrinsic values and motivation um, for roughly the same time, roughly 30 years at least. And uh, we have around uh, 40 years of very solid academic science uh, describing the competencies that help to differentiate the high performance at different uh, senior, senior level roles. So the science has been out there for a long time already, but as you said, the problem normally is information overload, and uh, how to then combine all of that huge amount of data that you should be able to process uh, in a in a hiring situation and how to make sense of that data and I think the biggest contribution uh, our platform has made so far is making that complex web of data easily understandable and easily usable uh, by also the average or you know the everyday hiring manager Mm -hmm. and not only by very experienced assessment or hr professionals as you would need to have in most of the the assessment tools or uh, analysis tools that have been commonly used so more specifically the frameworks that we use help to analyze three uh, different concepts or constructs about the person and the team then Uh, looking at values helps us understand what really drives a person and what really motivates them, how they make really important decisions in life if they have time to think about them. So, how, how does a person make conscious decisions and what these conscious decisions are based on, uh, which in a team setting helps to very well predict their engagement, happiness, retention rates uh, in a team. Because obviously, in order to function as a team, uh, you need a foundation or a common uh, groundwork to base your uh, teamwork on Mm -hmm. and shared values or a set of shared values is the best way to do that. Personality, on the other hand, helps to understand how a person reacts to a given situation, what kind of tasks and interactions they feel most comfortable with, how they approach different problems. Uh, So basically, if values answer the question of what a person wants to achieve, then personality better answers the question how they go about doing that, how they normally interact with others. And then finally, the layer of competencies on top of that helps to answer the question of uh, what is the specific uh, job or a skill or uh, broad level competency that the person then brings to that specific team and can apply to solve a particular task or excel at a particular role. So three questions and three kind of layers of the onion that we need to understand about the person in order to get a complete picture of the person behind the resume.
0: And so if a hiring manager looks at the data, or HR or whoever looks at the data, even the individual, how would they know that they are a match for a team or or, or not? Uh, Tony said in, in, in brief that the more... Uh, values are 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 uh, close to each other, then the better the team fit. And the more uh, you are diverse in personality or competencies, again, the more you can bring to the team so, so you can make it more agile and more dynamic. But if someone looks at the data and uh, because the data is not always so clear, right? Uh, they can fall in the middle, and/or it's uh, maybe they are very closest values, but they are also closest skills and and uh, and uh, personalities, competencies, and personality. So, how would someone make a decision based on b- based on this? What would be a good um, yeah? Or if 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 there is a good formula?
2: Yes, we we don't. Uh, I think it's a very important differentiate between us and many other tools. Again, is that we don't try to. Provide only a formula. We can, you know, a statistically significant formula for for predicting success at a higher rate than average, but that's not uh, the goal. That's not uh, the main benefit that we're able to offer. What we do is that we visualize the data in an easily understandable manner. We provide uh, the data in a format uh, to the user where they can draw their own conclusions based on that data. And we structure it so that the person would be kind of nudged or forced Mm -hmm. to go through this structured thinking process by looking at the data and then drawing their own conclusions regarding what are the characteristics that they really need to analyze in a candidate, how they should analyze those characteristics, and how those characteristics will then influence their team as a whole. Mm -hmm. So we don't aim to provide a a formula or take the person out of the decision-making process, but we help the person uh, be more structured and objective in how they think and how they structure their own decision-making process.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So uh, if, if I still stay a bit with values and personality, uh, is any of them more important? Uh, would any of them influence performance more than others or they are equally important? And I'm not, I didn't do the research, so I'm... Uh, I'm That's uh, the
2: thing, that all of those characteristics influence a different aspect of performance. So that if you really want to build a cohesive team uh, where uh, people have a strong amount of, uh, a lot of trust uh, towards one another, where uh, people are likely to stay for a very long time, where it is likely that the team is very good at going through difficulties and challenges, then you would want to align them uh, in their core values. Mm -hmm. Now, what the specific core values are that you want to have in your team depends on your organization, your business, uh, the environment that you're working in. But at least uh, for a team to function as a team, you should should have a, a similar framework for making decisions and similar goals that they move towards. Obviously, it's better if those goals then are intrinsically motivating Mm -hmm. to all the team members, which means analyzing or understanding the values of each individual team member makes sense and is a very helpful thing to know as a team leader. Now, when it comes to personalities and then how these different aspects of personality and and especially those aggregated dimensions like the minimums, maximums, standard deviations of a certain characteristic how they manifest in different aspects of team performance is indeed a much more complicated uh, science. Uh, fortunately, a lot of it is already known. So we can predict, for example, that in order to have very lively discussions, you will probably want to have a high standard uh, uh, deviation of extroversion in mm-hmm. a team in order to um, build a very creative team where... Uh, people get a lot of uh, new ideas. You want to avoid having too pragmatic uh, people on the team. So not the average, but you, you need to kind of cut off the, the people who are maybe a bit too stuck in their way of thinking. So the, the minimum level of something is important. Um, when it comes to conscientiousness, for example, then uh, you want to avoid probably in most teams having a very high uh, diversity in that specific personality characteristic. Because a very high diversity in conscientiousness has been related to, or has found to be related to, a high uh, risk of social loafing, a high risk of your high performance getting uh, disengaged if uh, people are not able to follow or don't contribute enough. So, yeah. The the uh,
3: to summarize, uh, that's where things get really messy. <laughs> okay. But may may I add something just to to not to make it sound too complicated. It's actually you don't need to know all these uh, details what Alo just described about the research. If you have the, if you use the tool, you just have different candidates, mm-hmm. and you will see what happens. It's like visualized. You will see what happens. If I have, I am doing the the search, and there is two candidates, Alo and Julia, and I will, I will just. I, it's very easy to compare them, so I, I can, I can see. On the screen, what happens if I take Julia or if what happens if I take Alo? Mm-hmm. Or what happens with the team? What is, what is Alo bringing to this team or what Julia is bringing? And, and for hiring manager, it's really easy without any psychology preparation or without any prior knowledge about uh, the research uh, on this hundreds of thousands of pages of research yeah, to just to select and, and see what happens if I take one candidate or the other one. And it makes really the decision-making easy but not quick in this bad sense but but it, it's still a database decision what what you have there is lots of data behind but it's easy for you to use the data and make the decision
0: yeah and I, and i think it's it's extremely important that you are helping non professionals non psychologists make this kind of decisions without mm. the the research yeah i also feel it's highly important that they understand that there is some some science behind yeah. Yeah, and it, there it, is want, research behind them yeah, 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 we just didn't wake up with this kind of, uh, yeah, how do we fit teams together? Yeah. Let me ask you something else. I was um, thinking, of course, before before we had the chat, and um, I was thinking what else could um, influence teams and make them work together. And I was thinking of trust. And uh, I'm not sure if trust is one of the things that you are you are looking at. I'm also, I was also thinking about the actual knowledge of the job, not the soft skills. Uh, but but the actual knowledge of the job and maybe even uh, there are people who prefer certain kind of roles versus others like leading or not leading, uh, planning or not planning, right? So, so they prefer some, like, certain kind of roles. Do you look at this as well or would it be there in the future or how uh, or it's not as important as as the the, the three that you are looking at?
2: Um, so there were three questions, and I forgot the first one by the time we we got to the third. Trust, <laughs> trust so was the first. Trust. Trust. Okay. Trust.
0: Yes. I, I was thinking about trust, role preference, and the actual knowledge of the job.
2: Indeed. So trust is indeed a very important aspect that we uh, do incorporate, but we actually measure that as an outcome or an output variable uh, mm-hmm. that we then measure in order to uh, look for correlations between the input data point which are values personality and the combination of those and then how those aspects are able to predict uh, the levels of trust inside the team and specifically uh, how much a specific individual inside a specific team feels they are able to trust their peers. And again the moderator there has been found to be uh, similarity or values or at least a very strong uh, part of the effect from there. So it is extremely important, uh, but we see it mainly as an outcome of uh, something else or as a result, not as an input uh, that, that can kind of is there when the team gets first, first gets together. The skills obviously uh, matters a lot. Uh, we take a more broad approach. We don't look at technical skills or, or very job-specific skills, but we do. Uh, look at competencies. So that's the third layer of our frameworks. And there, uh, indeed, uh, the competency, matching the the core competencies of individuals with their uh, goals, their role, uh, the business uh, results or or the business goals of the organization is extremely critical. That's, That's a very strong value that our clients actually get from the tool is being able to understand uh, the critical competencies that are needed in order to achieve their objectives mm-hmm. and also understand the potential gaps between the existing competencies of the team and what they actually need in order to achieve their goals. Uh, is a very straightforward and easily understandable uh, result of the, the assessment process. And finally, the role profiles. we. We do that to some degree uh, by working with a couple of clients of ours who, for example, want to profile high performers at uh, specific types of jobs in specific types of organizations, and they want to understand the characteristics that probably help these people succeed in those roles. Uh, It's especially critical when the job is not easily defined or it's not something that uh, you know, you find in a textbook or, uh, or, or can uh, can define based on 20 years of experience. So a uh, job like a product manager at a startup, for example, is kind of a new job and it's kind of vague what kind of competencies and behaviors are needed in order to perform well at that job. So <laughs> this is a role where we analyzed high performers at those specific types of organizations in that specific job. To understand what are the characteristics uh, that help people succeed or differentiate those high performers from everybody else. So th- this this type of insight sometimes is really helpful, but we generally we try to steer away from putting people in boxes or roles, um, because obviously that's kind of a huge uh, oversimplification of a person, and and like. Huge mistakes in that, that, that type of categorization are inevitable. So, and we, this is we this is what I liked
0: kind of when of we when we discussed in uh, in Barcelona that you don't try to put people in uh, in boxes, which I really liked. So, giving data is different than than giving a score, right? And then people can make their own decisions. Other teams can make their own decisions. Oh, Tonis, we can see you two uh, in two videos.
3: Really, okay. I was I was said I was lo- logged out for some reason, so I don't know how to.
0: No worries. No worries. Just let it, let it run, not an issue.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, Alo, we were talking, you were talking about high-performing um, people in, in various teams and working with companies to uh, select those. How about team leaders? Do you do that as well? Can, through your algorithm, through your data, can you identify who would be a good team leader for the team if you're just building a team? Or did you find any characteristics of good team leaders in existing teams? something that would point out that hey these are these people are better at leading rather than than others or
2: not yet and we we try not to answer questions that are a bit a bit kind of too general i would say (laughs) we i wouldn't obviously if you if you analyze you know who who commonly are leaders of teams and and organizations then you will see that these are less agreeable more extroverted and more conscientious people but you know that doesn't tell you anything that just tells you about people who want to take on leadership roles and and uh, in most organizations are better at achieving uh, the, this uh, specific goal. So <laughs> it doesn't tell you that they are better at actually leading the team where we do uh, see that uh, this type of analysis makes sense is looking again at the context and the very specific uh, circumstance of where the team is at in the life cycle, uh, what type of organization is that, and so on. A very good case study that we performed um, comprised of uh, uh, successful startup teams and startup founders that we have analyzed. So we've gathered the data from roughly 100 founders of uh, successful startup companies who have already passed the most uh, risky initial stages of uh, the startup life cycle and already have a growing business and a, a significant uh, team. And there, indeed, we did find very clear characteristics that differentiate those people from uh, the, the rest of the population. So there is a very specific type of persona or specific characteristics that obviously help startup founders succeed in what they have to do in the initial stages. Obviously, that doesn't make them better or probably doesn't even make them good at uh, leading a more mature organization or a different type of team in a different type of organization.
0: It makes them good at that point in time. It makes them good good
2: at that specific context, at that specific type of problem. Uh, And uh, obviously, it's a very useful insight if you are Mm -hmm. building a startup team, but can be a completely wrong uh, benchmark if you're building a law firm or or something you know completely different
0: yeah 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 i i I totally get it i totally get it but i was quite curious to understand hey can you can you differentiate leaders from uh, from the rest because you're working with both internal teams right existing teams and teams that are being formed so that was one of the questions that i had in my mind and uh, another one i have a lot of questions for you today <laughs> and another one is um so i've been uh, talking to a guy called uh, john clark he's the president of the mars society and these are people who are preparing to go to mars right uh, he's based in singapore and then they um, uh, go out uh, in uh, Utah, in the desert or underwater or in the Arctic, and they take uh, 60, 80 days, 90 days to prepare to go into Mars, right? Uh, either using the equipment or uh, going and doing some biology studies or all sorts of research to understand how we would behave, how we would uh, work as teams, and so on. So, because I, I know I'm going to have uh, a discussion with him, I was thinking, hey, would your tool help them bring together? better teams and build better teams uh, when we are going to Mars, right? <laughs> or just for this kind of expeditions that they are, that they are doing?
2: It was actually a very inspiring uh, article that I read when we first started. It was actually a media page that described how NASA uh, developed a data model for predicting just that,
1: okay. for measuring
2: the characteristics of their astronauts and then uh, you know defining uh, the risk factors when uh, okay. putting certain people together to work in a team so indeed yes it was a very inspiring uh, piece of uh, research for me when we initially started and now this is now manifested
3: in a simple software platform as well so yes yeah. uh, hopefully most so teams will be using it <laughs> if you make if you can make an intro we would be happy to talk to them really
0: Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I, I, I will talk to John and uh, and ask him. Because I was thinking that then you have a difference, right, between very homogenous teams and the, the oh. heterogeneous teams and the, the teams with very, very high diversity. And in their case, they would have teams with very high diversity in terms of culture, uh, the country they come from, the languages that they speak. They all... Tend to speak English when they are in the team, but their native language is a different one. They mm-hmm. come from various uh, fields, so the knowledge is not the same one is a geologist, one is a biologist, one is a psychologist, one is a, one is a journalist, so they can mm-hmm. record what what they are doing so how can they think so when you have such a diverse team, how would someone need to think about how to mix and match the people and how to make it work
3: yeah. So the the key key is the awareness here. Like if if you if you imagine like you can in principle work with very different people. If you but then uh, the more aware you are about your differences, the better you can really consider this. So if uh, and and of course you mentioned trust earlier. The, it's easier to trust people with whom you know that you are similar in your values and your basic approach to the world, but. You can work with different people as well, but you then have to be very aware of, of things where your views might be different. And then, uh, the better you know, the better you can really live your real life. So, so for this master team, there are there are different use cases. One is to to select if they have the, this option open, who is the next person to add to this team, or on what teams to put these people um, to spend a long time uh, out. Uh, only with each other but the other thing is if you have already decided then really knowing this uh, what kind of people we are and what what are our differences and what our unique um, contributions here might be that's that's helpful
0: so if they don't have a tool like yours right because sometimes they form in steels based on the knowledge that they have and even yeah. the availability of the people to do so. Not yes. everyone wants to go um, mm. 80 days in the Arctic and spend time in a small mm. capsule uh, dressed up as an astronaut and uh, mm. living without uh, electricity yeah. for a, part of a certain amount of time and living and uh, yeah, eating packaged food and, and all of that. So. I imagine they don't have the variety of choice that we have when we select for a team. What could they do to br- bring this awareness? So, if they, if they are there, right, they, they're five or six people, they are sitting at the, at the table and they know they come from different places. Can they do anything to bring that awareness so they understand mm-hmm. who is who and how it works? What, can do exactly. they have any kind of tools available yeah. if they don't have Teamscope? What uh, can they do so,
3: to they figure out? If they don't have they would better still get TeamScope and then start using it. But if they don't have TeamScope, well, uh, the, the same thing is true. Like If you, if you talk to people, you, you ask each other questions and you tell mm-hmm. your background and you, you tell about your, your childhood and your interests and, and things like that, you get to know the people better and, and you, you kind of feel more comfortable with them. But uh, what Teamscope does—that—that's the normal process, would happen, uh, like in um, if you go to a new team, you would, uh, in in couple of months, learn about uh, learn something about each of the members. With Teamscope, you can do it in a couple of hours. So it's like just kind of facilitates or speeds up the the normal the relationship building process, which helps to build uh, the working uh, relationships. Mm-hmm. So. Teamscope is just a tool that helps you to, to facilitate this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was asking what else, what else can, they, can they use? But that's basically just discussing and understanding who each of them, yes. which of them are. And there then, of course, ideally, yeah. A good comment yes. there
2: would be that also we um, almost always when we start with a new client, then they ask us uh, if it's a good idea to, have that level of transparency in a team. So how Teamscope works is that the results of personality values, preferences of each team member are visible to everyone on the team. So they see the aggregated team picture and they can drill down to each individual team member to understand about their preferences, their values, potential differences, conflict areas, uh, and learn how to better interact with them. So always when we start, almost always when we start then, Clients initially are a bit cautious and ask us if it's a good idea to share that level of detail with everyone on the team. And we say always that, yes, you know that's a, a necessary part of it. Uh, the whole idea behind the, the process is to increase awareness, first of all, among team members regarding their own uh, team dynamics and collaboration and how they can work better together. And critically in a hiring situation, to share that level of detail also with their new team member who uh, critically needs to understand the team dynamics, the culture, how people uh, normally behave, uh, what are the, the motivators behind the actions of each person, and what are the main differences between where I come from and where you know somebody else comes from. So the conversation that people have around that data or actually looking at the data, we, we have a very structured, guide for teams on how they should uh, have a discussion around that. These are actually very simple questions like, you know, um, how, how how you perform best or what types of tasks do you perform best? What type of environment do you need around yourself in order to feel good? What are the things about your surrounding and the workplace that will potentially really annoy you? What are the types of tasks that will be very annoying to you? uh what, what is the type of interaction that you would uh, like to avoid so very simple questions that you should ask your team members anyway but it's without the guide or without having some sort of structure it's uh feels very weird or unnatural to do that so
1: <laughs> true uh,
0: so. now you made me curious so what do individuals say about uh, this because i imagine you bring a sort of reflection that they maybe don't have time to do on their on their own about how they what they like what they don't like where they would be more of a fit what would be more of a fit for them or not what are their values what drives them how do you get any kind of feedback from individuals on uh, yeah how they perceive all of this assessment?
2: Tonis do you want
3: to take that? Uh, They usually like it very much it's actually what we what we see that like a pattern is that everybody who, who have has a look at, at our product wants to try it and everybody who tries it kind of likes it and wants to start using it so uh, what people say usually is that the face validity of the tool is very high they recognize themselves in in general picture sometimes in some small details they maybe are not uh, maybe don't agree with everything but uh, both individuals and teams say that well this is very reasonable what i what i learned here and the team members and team leaders usually also say that, well, that gives me some uh, understanding of, of some issues which I didn't understand earlier. So usually they will they will kind of get some answers to the questions they maybe were not even uh, able to ask themselves earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. And then maybe they didn't even know how to ask themselves that.
3: Yeah, exactly. Indeed. So they would they look at the picture and say, oh, no, I understand. I have always had the feeling that with this team member that is something like this or so that now I understand. This is just because his personality is very different from what I am and what I am expecting. Because there that are a couple main, of that, uh, with everybody with the main issue with the conflict is that your your kind of self evident things are different. If you know what is self evident to, to everybody then you would, you wouldn't expect it to be the same like yourself.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible how we perceive things through our own lenses, and then we imagine the whole world is is the same or things the same. Yeah, main issue in communication.
2: right? A good example about the self reflection that you mentioned, and how people don't have time for it, or you know, don't don't know how to start or go about it. Then was a conversation, or actually two conversations we had, uh, two client meetings in a row, where we had a similar situation. One was the VP of HR of uh, a a huge consulting firm uh, of like a hundred thousand employees, and it was the team of his direct uh, subordinates. So people who are more or less aware of you know people issues and and should should be a bit more reflective maybe than than I don't know an engineering team or a finance team. Uh, but anyway, the the VP of HR said that yes, I went through the assessment with my team and then. You know my one of my best performers he, he came to me after this assessment, and he said that, "Listen, I feel I've been in the very wrong place for years already, and you know I had this anxiety or tension inside. Now I understand where it comes from. I, I'm doing the wrong things. <laughs> well fortunately, he did not leave, but they had a very good discussion around you know what's missing and what are the, the things he would like to work more on, and uh, were able to uh, mitigate. That anxiety or the tension, actually find a, a way out or a new direction for that employee. But indeed, he he had no idea where that came from, and he, he had a more structured way of looking at uh, themselves, uh, you know, their own motivators and, and what they enjoy doing as, as a human. Uh, and the other, other situation was, was with a consultancy. Again, people who are assessment professionals and coaches. Uh, Professionally, so mm-hmm. you know they, 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 they should be very self-aware, but after going through the assessment as a team, uh, one of the leading consultants realized, or maybe it was the first, first time she was able to say this out loud, but she said that, listen, to be honest, um, if I didn't have to do this for money, then, I would be doing something completely different. I would be living in a farm you know raising a chicken working on in the garden It's completely not what I actually enjoy as a person, but this is something I'm really good at. I see that I'm helping people through that, so you know that's why I keep going but again, going through the, this assessment helped even a team of uh, coaches who are you know naturally much more self aware and more open generally to talk about these things, help even them to discover something very critical they were not aware of before.
0: And I think one of the stronger things that you mentioned is that this information is actually shared among team members. Because I have, I have uh, cases even, even for internal mobility or even team building and stuff like that, where we talk about the team in general, right? What uh, the, the strong skills of the team, the, the not so strong teams of, uh, skills of the, of the team, but we never look at individuals because we are afraid to share and we are afraid that maybe the individuals will not like that we share things about, about them. Whereas I think, as, as you said, it's, it's very interesting and very important to have this awareness and knowledge because then we can really understand who we work with, how we behave, why we do it, what's behind, and then we can, we can start functioning better as a team and trust each other more.
2: Indeed, just looking at these aggregated uh, data points or aggregated characteristics doesn't doesn't help too often, or it can even help you draw the the completely wrong conclusion. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, for example, a very good dynamic we have in our team is that if we analyze, for example, how methodically organized and so on and so on people are, then on average we are pretty okay as a team. Uh, Then going drilling down into details, we see that... uh, I am in the very far end of the scale where where Astonis is in in the very low end of the scale. So that's something we have to be very aware of and respect to understand that we have completely different ways of approaching problems and structuring our work. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at the average would uh, help us draw a completely wrong conclusion. Uh, Looking at the details helps us understand something very significant that that we need to know and, and be aware of
0: and i think it helps people hide as well if you only look at the averages right because you see at the average you see your own results but no one else sees the the, your own your own results right so you'd say and no one else knows that i'm 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 actually uh, dragging uh, stuff behind so you can go home and if you are not someone prone to learn or happy to to uh, change or or even show your your uh, low level of abilities then maybe there's nothing done about it whereas when there is knowledge and it's it's a bit tougher for you to to hide as well. <laughs> Maybe Indeed,
2: I wouldn't say that it's not even something that people should be. The the things that we analyze are never something that people should try to hide. You know, it's uh, there, there are no good or bad types of personality. You know, it's just personality, and there are no good or bad values.
0: You it's, need to accept it and find need to, to accept
2: it. it and 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 uh, actually. <sighs> even even if other team members might not agree with your preference or, or your goal then then you would probably want them to at least be aware of it and uh, and kind of find a compromise or you know understand that this is not something that you you necessarily want to or would even try to change in yourself because you know you, you can't, or or why 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 should somebody expect you to change your core values? It's not up to them.
0: Yeah, it's a, that's to, that's a bit tough as well to do. Indeed, just uh, out of a, out of a sudden. But let me ask you, I'm uh, this is a maybe more difficult question. Did anyone leave any team because they they did the assessment and then they figured out, hey, I'm not a fit here.
1: Uh, not that maybe we, I'm uh,
0: more of a fit in the planning team or the ops well, team or.
2: Not that we know of, but okay. we have seen actually uh, movements that uh, we kind of guessed or were able to predict beforehand. So, for example, uh, after analyzing a, one of the largest organizations in our region and looking at a specific department there, uh, looking at what types of or you know what types of people actually came in from different departments into that new business unit, uh, then we did see a very strong similarity in values of that specific department and at the same time, a huge uh, difference between the values or the motivators of that department and, and the rest of the organization.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, indeed, uh, it kind of attracted uh, similar people from the other parts of the organization uh, organically. So we have seen movements like that, and obviously we have seen a lot of uh, uh, cases where we do see a mismatch, uh, and the person leaves uh, due to that, or, you know, as a result of something we were able to predict after a certain period. Not that a person would themselves, you know, become aware that they are maybe in the wrong place, but it's it's kind of quite quite often something very obvious Mm -hmm. that we were able to point out, you know, months before the team finally broke apart.
1: Okay.
3: One one story I, I maybe I can share is that I looked at the management team of, of a well-known company, and we it appeared that they didn't have uh, actually usually a good team has like two or three values in common that what they both uh, all think are is important. But we we saw a team where uh, they actually didn't have enough anything in common except. They wish to be independent. So, and uh, that was amazing. When I saw it first, I didn't believe. I thought it's something wrong. When when I started talking to them, it appeared that the CEO and the the chairman of the board hadn't had a face-to-face meeting for three or four months already. And uh, they said that, well, we don't need it. So, actually, they they didn't like to talk to each other. (laughs) Okay. and, And they... Uh, it, it took another month or two, and uh, the CEO left. And uh, it was quite unpredictable from this picture what we saw.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting yeah. to have a team when, where everyone wants to break off, that everyone wants to break away from. Yeah, but
3: that team didn't work actually. They broke no. off uh, entirely after after a couple of months, so they didn't stop to exist. This organization actually it's Uh On
0: the on the positive side, did you see any predictions that you made? And then where you said, hey, these people would fit together. And did you get any feedback from the companies telling you actually it works and we have higher performance rates? Or how how do you do you measure that mm. to understand? Hey, do we, did we make the right choice? Is the algorithm working? Or is the the, the theories? I I yeah I know them as well and they're good theories. They are tested mm. theories. But is everything that we are doing working? Do we actually bring value to companies?
2: Uh, we do measure yes, and we always look for uh, whatever. External data source or kind of outcome variable that we we can measure. We always uh, try to get our hands on as much data as we can. So the things that we measure as outcome variables are engagement, the happiness, cohesiveness, uh, satisfaction with communication, and so on. Uh, these are the things that we simply ask uh, from team members, and and there we do indeed see a very strong correlation between the measured engagement level and then the pre- predicted let's say values alignment or different patterns that we are able to to analyze based on the input variables Um, so yes we we do measure that and wherever we are able to conduct a large scale case study and include a uh, a more objective uh, variable uh, like uh, you know a performance rating or a performance score or maybe a monetary measure of performance uh, then always with our partner organizations we we ask them for this feedback data in order to learn uh, look for new data patterns and increase the, the predictive validity of uh, of the, the assessment or the method that we rely on
0: okay good thanks for thanks for sharing and now you know the the podcast is called Skills for Mars, right? So skills for the future. Oh, and good. uh <laughs> um one of one of why i really wanted to have this chat with you is that my personal belief was that teams would be important in the future as much as they are right now but there are questions right so if with this with this uh, technology that's uh, coming uh, alive and uh, with all the movements even in politics and everything that's happening around us where the individual and even, yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming more and more powerful and we talk about the heroes and we talk about all of these personas and characteristics of people and we tend to become a bit more separate and look at ourselves more and and yeah, even yeah, maybe trust ourselves more and, and put ourselves uh, out there more as individuals. Would teams be as important in the future as they are now or would they become less and less important as we... I don't know, develop technology and then we can become more autonomous and rely on technology rather than on other people. It's a more of a future thinking, more of a philosophical question rather than... A hmm. scope. You know,
3: hmm. I believe they are getting more and more important In, in if, if you think of technology, of course, there is more and more technology coming um, up and, and developed which says, that, well, you don't need to meet people anymore. So that's actually but it doesn't mean that people are not, that teams are not uh, be, being going to be important because uh, if you have to work together you still have teams uh, it's just maybe teams are uh, consist of people who don't uh, who are not in the same room each time so but there still will be teams i i'm quite sure in this
2: Hello? I agree that in the future, I'm very sure that teams and especially well, hum- human interaction of any sort will become more relevant. You know, If you think of AI and automation and all these passwords that are supposedly transforming how we work and uh, live our lives, then uh, they are having a larger effect uh, in jobs, for example, where human interaction is not so relevant. And they have very little impact in jobs where human interaction is relevant. So the jobs that are uh, being automated, taken over by AI or different uh, automation tools um, are jobs that were done individually or where human interaction was not so important. So the jobs that are left over are the ones where uh, human interaction is the key. Uh, where it is relevant to work well with others, to understand other people, to do something in collaboration. So that's getting more and more important, uh, as we see and, and I strongly believe.
0: And uh, so would you say that the work you are doing, you know there's a difference between teams and communities, community, yeah, communities of practice, right? Uh, one is more task oriented, the other one is more knowledge sharing oriented, right? Do you think that there's a difference in which we should look at one versus another? Or if we look at values, personality, competencies, and through those, uh, we look at, at, at knowledge and trust and all of the others, this would be enough to build communities and not only teams?
3: I would, I would believe there is quite similarity in this. Like, people tend to form communities with people who, with whom they share something. So um, either it's a place of living or, or or common values that might be the or or the professional communities based on on uh, common interests or something, but uh, but probably the same things are important. Like like um, uh, I I would trust more people with whom I am I have similar values. So that's and I would like to be with them. So I think community building and team building are in this sense quite similar. They are not the same, but. Of the same mechanisms are probably in place there.
0: Okay. What's next for TeamScope? What What are you planning next to do? Is there any kind of development you're planning? Are you just uh, working now on the what what you've built and trying to get uh, data in so you can you can build more on that? So what's next for, for Team Scope? TeamScope?
2: Yeah, I mean we we would hopefully we will never stop developing the the product. We we have already reached the stage where it is. Uh, very good people are happy they they get very clear value out of it and we see see very clear results based on what we measure and how we see candidates and teams performing after going through the assessment but obviously we are always improving and every team that we analyze and work with gives us more data and more knowledge more feedback that we are always using in order to learn new things uh, input new knowledge into the platform and uh, add more value to the next user The big steps, or the kind of big pieces that we're working on now, is uh, including, let's say, more of um, the frictionless assessment methods that are now uh, popping up into the platform, meaning that if somebody wants to include or conduct a video video interview and also ask uh, the behavioral questions about uh, uh, values, personalities, attitudes and competencies, then Uh, We are experimenting on how much we can uh, gain valuable insight from doing that video interview, from analyzing the voice, from analyzing the the facial expressions of a person. Again, not to substitute the human in the decision-making process, but to help them understand the candidate better and to help them be even more structured and data-driven when they finally meet the candidate and have a conversation around you know, what they aim to achieve together, what kind of environment they are uh, joining, uh, what kind of environment they need in order to perform well, and so on. So, uh, experimenting a lot with these frictionless assessment methods is uh, on top of the list. and. Uh, uh, and, and yes, indeed, we we are working with larger and larger organizations. So the data that we are able to gather is increasing exponentially. So uh, doing more and more of these experiments and custom analytics projects is, is also something that we dedicate a lot of resources on.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. Maybe we can have another chat in uh, half a year or a year to see what uh, the new data that you've accumulated tells us about uh, teams and Hopefully. What, uh, what makes or breaks a team.
2: Hopefully yes, but but indeed, like the the long-term vision is the the, the big goal uh, is to help managers be better at hiring, and we do hope to see Teamscope as kind of a must-have thing in in the hiring process at more you know, complicated uh, senior-level roles where collaboration is key. We would like to see Teamscope as something that you should you should definitely use in that type type of situation in maybe three to five years. So yeah. that's that's where we're going.
0: So, where could someone find you? Where could uh, HR leaders find you, or hiring managers find you?
2: Yeah, it's uh, teamscope.io. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where we we are virtually, and uh, behind that virtual wall, you you will find the uh, humans behind it as well. So <laughs> that's where we are, and always happy to speak to new uh, new people who are curious to learn more about what we do, and we are always curious to learn more about uh, the struggles of HR leaders and and you know team leaders. In general, so uh, we always enjoy these conversations a lot. And if uh, even if somebody doesn't have a very specific use case in mind, then then we would very gladly have a conversation to learn if uh, we can do something
3: together. But geographically, maybe Julia meant like we are we are in London and Tallinn. So our development team is in Tallinn, and we are on regular basis in London meeting clients and potential clients and partners.
0: I think so, uh, yeah I think you're travelling uh, because i was i was talking to Allo uh, the previous weeks and then I think you're travelling yeah. quite a lot in uh, in right. europe
3: every 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 second or like one of us is usually in london so it's like that's our mm-hmm. policy to be closed there available
0: perfect anyway I will include a link to uh, to your website so people can uh, can find you more uh, easier thank you. And then again, maybe at some point we can uh, come back and see uh, see the developments that you can find, and I'll try to uh, talk to John about about you guys see uh, yes, yeah, excellent something uh, interesting in there. <laughs> I hope
3: to I hope there is reason to talk faster than in a year. So yeah, in a year, definitely. We're... Oh, just
0: for the podcast. For the rest, oh, definitely, we can have other chats, and hopefully, yes. we will we will uh, let me know when you're coming towards London or even Amsterdam, and yes. then we can have uh, we can have a chat. Right. I always enjoy talking to you. Good. All of this uh, nice uh, yeah, theories and research. Anything that maybe I forgot to ask you, and you would like to add? Maybe something I didn't think of.
3: I think we covered quite quite everything. So it was very good good questions. So you know your you know your field and what to ask.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you, Tonis.
2: It was indeed yes, and I you know as I said what what I am always curious to learn more about, but I guess I have to. Uh, wait for your next podcasts. Is I'm always curious to learn what uh, you know other business leaders or HR leaders at, uh, at the different types of organizations. What are the problems they are dealing with? How they are solving those? Um, so that's that's the the things that I I always like to listen and learn more about. But. I I will wait for your other podcast to become available. Or or
0: maybe when we share this, we can ask this exact question, right? Uh, Share this and tell and and ask with a the question there. Hey, what are your problems with Teams? And then collect some some answers. Why not? Very good idea. We can do that as Mm. well. Mm. Excellent. (laughs) uh, Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Thank you both so much. And thank you for taking the time.
1: Thank you. Good luck with the
0: funding. Good luck with everything that you do. And we'll keep in touch. We'll talk soon.
2: Yeah.
1: Hope to see
0: you soon. See you it was soon. An absolute bye.
2: pleasure. Bye bye same,
0: bye. same here. Take care. Bye bye bye. Take care. Bye. bye.